Hi, this is Monica Olivas. I love running, eating, and sharing the best tips and strategies to help you run your best life. It's time to get inspired, do the work, and be brave so you can chase down your goals. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. Recently, all public restrooms were closed due to the pandemic. But what's a runner to do if you have to pee while out on a run? Today, I'm reviewing a disposable urinal that might prevent you from having to decide between peeing behind a tree and risking arrest or cutting your run short. But before that, let's talk about a little marathon training update in the warm up. Hello, I hope you're having a good run or enjoying whatever you are up to while listening. I wanted to start off today by sharing my own little running updates. I've decided to just move forward and train for a fall marathon as if the world is happy and healthy. We're all happy and healthy. I'm hoping to kind of just secret it into reality My rough draft plan for this year was to run a lot of half marathons. I was thinking one a month as solid training runs and then run a marathon in the fall and have my goal marathon in the winter. But we've all been foiled by the even villain coronavirus. Boo. So... I'm not alone in this. I know we're in this together. Marathons and half marathons, races of all distances have been canceled or changed to virtual runs all around the world. And speaking of virtual runs, because I often forget to kind of mention past relevant tips, I have two previous episodes with tons of tips and I think really solid, realistic advice about training for a virtual race and running a really strong virtual race. So those are episodes 123 and 124. I will put links in the show notes at runningrepeat.com if you want to check those out. Anyway, the New York City Marathon originally scheduled for November 1st was officially canceled this week. And I feel like I had just seen runners posting updates on Instagram saying day one of training for NYC, a lot of people were just moving forward, starting to train before the announcement that it was canceled or changed to virtual, whatever it is. People knew that it was probably coming, but it is nice to kind of, to stay positive and to just move forward keep you know doing what you can focusing on that right because we really can't control whether or not a race is going to be canceled rescheduled changed whatever it is but we can control what we are doing with our time so i thought it was hopeful and empowering and positive seeing people say day 1 of training for NYC. And it really sucks that all of these races keep being canceled. I think it is a thousand percent the right thing to do. I think that our health and the health of the people that we come in contact with, either our family members or just people that we happen to interact with as we are going about our lives, it should definitely be the priority But 
I also feel like it's okay to be bummed out, especially when this is something that we work very hard on. We spend so much time and money and resources and opt to run overdo a lot of other things so often. And one of the, I think for me, most frustrating aspects of training for races and running right now is we don't know when life will get back to quote unquote normal, whatever normal will be moving forward. We don't know when big races will be able to host thousands of runners at the starting line again. It would be nice to have a specific date or light at the end of the tunnel. That would be great. I think we can kind of compare this to having an injury or just kind of being benched for a while where it's nice when you know, okay, this is when I'll have the green light to run again. And there's so much unknown involved in this. And that's what kind of impacted my decision to just move forward and train. Because the reality is that the unknown is discouraging to me, at least. I think if I knew, okay, races are going to start off again next June, let's say. If that was more definitive, I think I would be able to kind of calendar out. And I, and I mean literally calendar out, at the beginning of every year, I buy this big laminated year at a glance calendar. I put it up and I plan out my races because I do run a lot of races and sometimes I will travel for races or I need certain spots open where I know I'm likely to be invited to an event or a, a race around this time. And so I can kind of have this idea of what's going on, how busy I'm going to be, what distance races are coming up. And there's just a bunch of question marks, I feel, with running and racing right now. And I, it's just, I have decided that because of that, because I don't have this definitive thing and you really have to work with what you got, And because I had such a crappy running year last year with freezing my eggs in the beginning of the year and then getting injured and then moving, I just feel like I wasn't running very often strong to the best of my ability. And I was right. I was so ready to go at the beginning of this year. I was just very, very excited to make this the best running year. And again, foiled by the coronavirus evil villain. I feel like we need some evil villain sound effects right in there. Because of that, I've decided to just move forward with training as if I'm going to run a fall marathon and potentially a winter marathon. And hopefully, God willing, at some point very soon, We will get back to a place where it is safe and responsible to be able to run traditional races again. I really want to. I really miss them. I realize that a lot of race organizations are trying to be hopeful as well and maybe stalling, canceling races, rescheduling them, officially making them virtual. They don't want to do that necessarily 
And I understand it. It's most likely going to happen. Like I said, in reference to Boston a couple episodes ago, I think that was kind of a bad sign. Like if Boston can't move forward in September, most other full marathons, especially ones anywhere near that size, a bigger type of race, isn't going to be able to do it if they can't do it. I think it's the same kind of thing for New York. So I think with there being a lot of races in October and November, around that same time period, I think a lot of races are also going to be transitioned to virtual. But it is what it is. And I've just decided that as of right now, the race that I was going to run in October, I'm training for it. Like it is happening. I am in it. I'm going to run it. If it ends up being canceled. And really, I think most races at this point are just switching to virtual. If it's changed to virtual, okay, I'll run a virtual marathon. And at least I have a complete training cycle under my belt at that point. I can see where my fitness is. I don't think that running a virtual race is the same as a traditional race in that, especially when it comes to longer distances, I I think it's different for 5Ks and 10Ks. But with a lot of half marathon and full marathon training plans, we don't run the complete 13.1 miles for half or 26.2 for a full marathon. We don't run that in training because you are getting, you are building up your fitness to be able to just crush that distance on race day. So you are definitely putting in the time and mileage to be able to run those distances and you show up on race day fresh so that you're able to do whatever that extra is. If your long run for a marathon was 20 miles and you run on race day 26.2, you're able to do that for a couple of reasons. Your base and your fitness are there. You're healthy. You are showing up 100% well-fueled. And like I said, well-rested and just super, super ready to go and put it all out there on race day. And there is a ton to be said about the crowd support and that helps get you to the finish line and often to the finish line faster, the crowd support and the other runners around you. So that is not, or I guess that's a missing aspect of a virtual race, but you can still have And this is why I did those two previous episodes about virtual races. You really can set it up so that you are getting the best possible performance from yourself. It doesn't have to be like just another long run. If you put in the time and effort to plan, to prepare, and to get your mind right, get your head in the game and just see what you got, then you really can come out on the other side of that finish line after genuinely training for it and genuinely showing up for yourself on your race day, virtual or not proud of yourself and a lot more fit and in a lot better shape so that you have this awesome base for whatever you want to do next. And that's what I've decided to do along with that. I just, and I've been wanting to do this since the beginning of the year. When I said one of the things I wanted to get back to was daily blogging. I've realized I still haven't done it in large part because I personally spend 
a lot of the time that I am enjoying content from other people listening to it on podcasts and watching videos or more than anything, kind of listening to videos. Oftentimes I don't, when I started running repeat almost 10 years ago now, it was to document training for my first full marathon. And I was reading a ton of blogs at the time and reading comments like there used to be so many comments and you would make friends even in the comments of just a random blog post about someone's lunch. This it's just different now. I think most of us are making friends more on Instagram or Facebook. Side note, follow me at Runny Repeat so we can be friends. Tell your friends to follow me too. If you don't have friends, tell strangers too. The more the merrier. But things have changed and I've realized that one of the reasons I really love the podcast is I feel like we are hanging out and talking while you are living your life or doing whatever you're doing right now. And the more traditional way of how I originally started blogging just doesn't seem as, I don't know if it is fun or interactive or something. I don't want to call it boring, but it's just kind of not as, I don't know. I I also feel like not as quick. It's just so quick for me to do a, do a video after I finish a run or after I get out of the shower, after a run, I'm like stretching and thinking about the run that just happened. All of this is the longest winded way of saying the longest run way of saying that I am doing daily video updates now, basically like a running journal, but it's video updates that I'm putting on running repeat. And since I had been saying for the longest time, I really wanted to get back to this. And I kept thinking, okay, the beginning of next month, the beginning of next week, this Monday, like I kept wanting it to be this very distinct and dramatic day on the calendar and not necessarily dramatic, but I felt like I need to start this on a Monday or at the beginning of the month. And I just realized, no, you can literally start it today. So I started it on Wednesday and just, I am literally, and this is why I use that as a reference. I had a 12 mile run midweek. That was kind of my long run for the week. Um, since I'm still figuring out the day of the week I want to do my long run, I pushed it up a day and it was coming off of a speed workout. So I couldn't really do the long run I would have done on a day where I was more rested, if you follow that. Anyways, it was on a Wednesday after a 12, 12 mile long run. I am out of the shower, I'm drinking iced coffee, and I just check in with that and say, this is day one. And I have set my goal for now to do daily updates for 90 days. So whether or not I am running, conditioning, strength training, it's a rest day. I'm just checking in. It doesn't have to be immediately after my run. I just want to do a daily check-in with what my workout, run, rest, whatever was for that day. And yeah, just like literally just kind of my running journal. But this time it is a video update for the most part for the next 90 days, even though that isn't a complete training cycle. And I'll put a link in the show notes to day one because I kind of talk about this a little bit 
when I posted the first time. I'm starting off for 90 days, just committing to that. At the end of that, it doesn't take me to race day yet, but I just want to have this long. At the end of that, I'll kind of see. Also, things are going to change over the next 90 days, over the next, I don't even know, really. Things are going to keep changing with running and racing until we really get to a different place with the coronavirus, get to a better place, conquer our arch nemesis. And most likely, I. so I can't really even say that it's going to be done on this day because I don't know if my goal race is switched to a virtual race, then I might not do it on the race day that it would have originally been because now I'm getting used to my long runs randomly on a Wednesday. So I might have to switch that up. I'm going to roll with it and just say, if nothing else, for the next 90 days, I'm doing a daily running vlog. Vlog is such a random word, isn't it? Anyways, those are going to be on running repeat and also most of them at running repeat on Instagram. So make sure that you're following. Let me know what you're doing too. Whatever you are training for, if it's life, fun, your mental health, a race, all of the above, I always find it super, super interesting and I'm excited. So you can check it out there. I will put a link in the show notes to runitrepeat.com. If you have thoughts or preferences to video, I think oftentimes we tend to enjoy one sort of entertainment more than others. Like if you are listening to this podcast and you mostly just consume content via your ears, um, if the videos aren't really going to be your jam and you would be interested in having them be on the podcast or there be an audio version of it, let me know. The squeaky wheel gets the oil, right? Right. Well, I hope your wheels aren't squeaky because that was a pretty lengthy warm up. You should be nice and warm, ready to really turn it up. And let's get to the main event. Now, the moment no one has necessarily been waiting for. However, you might need this information someday. I'm reviewing a portable urinal. This is specifically the one that I tried is the Travel Jane by Travel John Disposable Urinal for Women. And it says for women on the go, leak-proof, hygienic, odorless, absorbent pouch. And just a heads up, I also did a video review of this. So if you want a visual aid to go along with this, I will put a link in the show notes at runitrepeat.com. You can watch the video. I'm not just posting the audio of that video because I realized that I was showing it in the video, but not really describing it, how it looked. And that wouldn't be helpful for my podcast listening friends. So a little backstory on this. Like I have mentioned, everything was shut down. I am training for a marathon, trying to do long runs, trying to be hydrated AF for these runs. And 
just in quite the situation of wanting, I found myself not drinking anything, water included, while going out for a long run because I knew there wasn't going to be a restroom and just really didn't know what to do, how to keep doing long runs and where I could go. I had had this very, what I thought was a clever plan at one point when things were first shut down, but there were still like grocery stores and Starbucks open and you could just do like a pickup takeout order. I knew that there was a Starbucks. I used the app to order an iced coffee and I thought I'm going to grab the iced coffee and go pee. And then I can go. It was right by one of my favorite long run spots. I did that. And they said, sorry, our restrooms are closed. They were only letting one person in at a time to pick up their order. And then they said, get the F out of here. We don't want your pee in here. So that was not great (laughs) considering I thought I, I was like, I have a plan. I'm good to go literally. And then I was foiled once again by the coronavirus now in another situation. And I just so happened to be listening to the Young House Love podcast where they recently moved from New Jersey to Florida. And it was over this period of time as well with the coronavirus pandemic. And they realized that they wanted to avoid interactions, like public interactions as much as possible. So one of the hosts mentioned this, that she was going to try it. She has, it's her, her husband, two little ones on this epic road trip. And they got these disposable portable urinals to use. And luckily for once, I was paying enough attention to put a little bookmark in my brain and later look it up. I ordered them. This is not plan A, obviously. It would be great if there were fancy restrooms everywhere you went that were clean and smelled nice and had fancy soap, but that's not the situation, right? So I ordered this hoping I would never have to use it, but it would be a backup plan. And I have had to use it. Then I get a lot of questions about bathroom like bathroom usage from runners on social media. Most of the time, I think it is having other issues. It's not a number one issue. It's a number two issue, which this will not help you with as a side note. And I should clarify that because I don't want to mislead anyone. But I, since I did try this and it was helpful, I thought I would share a little review situation. This one that I ordered these on Amazon, I will link to it in the show notes, but it is basically like a narrow bag that is filled with something that feels kind of like sand, where when you put liquid into it, it turns into a gel-like consistency. So it doesn't spill. This is what is one of the awesome things about it. And... It can take up to 28 ounces, which I thought was crazy. At the top of this bag, there on the opening, there is this plastic kind of oval piece with one side that's a little bit higher 
than the other. And basically it says you should be making full contact with your body to pee into this bag. It, it's obviously weird. Don't make it weird. I, it, I can't not make this weird because I'm trying to describe a pee bag to you. And listen, I didn't think that what I was going to be doing with my life, my life's work was going to be describing disposable urinals to people, but we're all friends here. And I'm hoping that this helps one person. I'm out here for you. Help me help you. Anyways, so you make full contact with your body and you pee into this bag. And yes, it is. I think it's super easy to use. I have very tinted windows. I went into the backseat of my car. I have a smallish car. It was not an issue at all. And it was very discreet, except for the fact that I am like kind of a loud person. That is my superpower. Like I am loud girl and I can't not be loud. So as long as I wasn't talking on the phone or talking to myself while using this, I think it's easy to be discreet. I just went into my backseat, use this thing, done and done. The only thing would be for this that wouldn't be discreet is the fact that the one that I got is very pink. And I don't know if you're using this out in the woods and you're all in camouflage and everything around you is obviously also camouflage and you are holding a very bright pink pee bag, that's not subtle. This says, and I'm bringing this up because one of the things on the box, and I bought a box that comes with three of these little disposable urinals. It says unisex. So what I'm kind of thinking is this one, I'm kind of thinking that the Travel John is exactly the same, even though that wouldn't necessarily make sense. But I think it might be since this says unisex, the Travel John is exactly the same and probably a more muted color. And I suspect potentially cheaper because I, once I realized that I thought, is this, is there an additional pink tax on this travel Jane? Because it is pink and specifically marketed towards women. And then after the fact, when I got it, it says unisex and I don't need to have one that's bright pink. I would say if the cost is the same and I normally am very for a pink option. Like if the other option is gray or camouflage or I don't know, something else, I would go with pink every time. But in this situation, if you're going to be in the woods with your new boyfriend and you're going to keep this in your pocket and try to pee in it, you're going to come out from behind a tree with a hot pink pee bag. And it's not subtle in a situation like that. But in a car with very tinted windows, you're fine. Anyways, the moral of the story is if you are unable to duck behind a bush or something and you need another option, I think this works. I think it was easy to use. I'm definitely going to keep one on hand, potentially for the rest of my entire life. But at the very least, until park restrooms, public restrooms, 
things are 100% open and available and safe to use because this really was very helpful. Very helpful. And yeah, I I appreciate it. I I recommend. So anyways, this is the one that I use. I know that there are a lot of potentially different options out there. Some of them, just to kind of note it, because I was, when I did the video post and I already posted that one, I was going to link to some other options because this one said unavailable when I looked it up. And some of the other options popping up were barf bags that are a similar concept, but I don't know if they would work and I can't speak to how helpful or useful they would be. So I can only say that this most up worked. And like I said, I'll put links in the show notes to the video if you want to see me demonstrate it. I don't demonstrate it, but if you just want to see a picture of it and or see the video, if this is the first time we're hanging out, if you couldn't pick me out of a lineup, if you've never seen a picture of me, then what if I go missing and you can't even look for me? And that's kind of important. So I would appreciate it, especially because I'm talking about pee bags on the socials for you. And if you have any thoughts, tips, suggestions on this, and I do know, I know I'm going to get a lot of comments about just learning how to pee behind a bush. I have done that and a lot. There was one time where we were driving to a race and my one friend, SR, we were going to stop at a gas station to pee. And it looked so sketchy that she actually just, I don't want to say she just pulled over somewhere else and was like, no, we are peeing in this random bush on the side of the freeway versus going to that gas station because that looks scarier. So I've done it in various situations, including very impromptu on the way to a marathon. And sometimes that's not an option when you're in the suburbs of LA, Orange County, let me tell you. And you're insisting on wearing neon colors yourself. I'm not subtle, right? Maybe not subtle girl should be my superhero nickname. I don't really like that. That doesn't have a good ring to it. So we'll, we'll stay with the loud girl. Anyways, let's get to the awards. I really love the awards portion of the show. It also means we're almost done. So if you are running right now, push it through to the end because we are wrapping it up. First, of course, let me tell you the awards for today. First place goes to AirPods. This should be simple and obvious. You might be using them right now. They are kind of a new discovery for me. The longest time ago, I got Galaxy Buds or Galaxy Earbuds. I think they're called Galaxy Buds. They are the wireless Bluetooth headphones for Samsung Galaxy phones. I have a Galaxy Note and I enjoy a very large phone because I am on it constantly. And I basically think it's like a computer, right? This is, we can all agree that our phones are computers and a laptop is basically like a desktop. Okay. I actually really don't like when people say, I think we can all agree because 
Not necessarily, and that's also still okay. That's a conversation for another day. So the AirPods. Someone sent them to me, a friend that I am dating. We'll talk about that another time. But so not really a friend, someone I'm dating. <laughs> but I didn't want to make it seem like I think sometimes when I say someone sent it to me, it is a sponsored product or someone's trying to get me to talk about a product. No, a friend sent this to me, a dating friend, because I I was always using the Samsung Galaxy Buds and I love them. I think they are so easy to use for start, pause, stop, rewind, fast forward, whatever it is, especially when running, using them to listen to music, podcast books, and or just interacting with people. I I just think they are very easy to pause, rewind, whatever. I still am obsessed with it. The problem was that when I was on the phone, it really picks up the outside sounds and noise outside of your voice. So I basically live right now in an aviary. Is that where birds live? Should I just say nest and not try to be fancy? I live with a lot of birds around and sometimes they're aggressive and also I don't know when this started, but my mom has recently decided she enjoys collecting wind chimes. There are a lot of wind chimes and there's a lot of wind. So it is like an orchestra of high-pitched noises in the background when I've been talking on the phone. And finally... My friend was like, I'm, no, we cannot do this. I'm sending you some AirPods. And much to my surprise, they work fine. They work with my phone. I just kind of assumed that it would only work with iPhones. No, they work. It was easy to set up. And the microphone for when I'm talking on the phone and or doing video, it's just more clear in picking up my voice on video or for for a phone call than the earbuds. The earbuds are more discreet, which might be part of the reason why the microphone isn't necessarily picking up my voice as well. They don't have that little hang down part. I just hit my microphone that I'm using right now. I'm not using either of these products, but I just hit the my headset. Um, but I they're more discreet maybe more aerodynamic, but, um, I, for the microphone purposes, if anyone is just curious in the market, this is a priority to you. The AirPods have a better, I think, phone call clarity that the person can hear you talking more clear. And, or when you are doing video, your voice picks up better with the AirPods with the Galaxy Buds, I still I recommend both of them. I'm still using both of them. I still have both of them in front of me right now. And yeah, first place. Second place goes to kind of just sunblock in general. I think it is magical that we can put on a cream and it keeps the freaking sun from burning us. That is science. 
that is crazy. But specifically, a no sweat, get in your eye, face sunblock is also magical, especially in the summer. Make sure that you apply. I will put a link to my favorite face sunblock. And I oftentimes, because specifically like no sweat face sunblock is or non-runny kind of face sunblock that is not going to end up in your eye is comes in a smaller tube and is more expensive. I usually just use it for my face and neck and then I'll use other sunblock for my arms, legs, whatever. But I will put a link to my favorite one. I just think use sunblock. It is magic and awesome. There's that. Third place goes to, you can kind of name third place today. I'm giving it to the funniest person you know, because I just think it is my favorite thing when someone is funny. When I make a new funny friend, when I come across a new funny podcast, when someone that's kind of funny is just having a super funny day, love it. My favorite day in the world. I think maybe I am more social than I thought. Maybe I have one more friend than I originally thought because I think that the quarantine, social distancing, solo living is getting to me and I cannot get enough of just talking to someone, hanging out with someone, listening to a podcast by someone that is funny. I just, I need the jokes. And I think that I'm obsessed with my favorite funny people, whether I know them in real life or not. And I think you should give a, some sort of virtual high five text message, send them a funny gif, like make your funniest person that you know, laugh and send them something funny today. And, or if you are the funniest person that you know, then send me a funny gif, tell me a joke and let's be friends because I, I just, yeah, I I think we all need some more laughs right now in our lives. Right. Okay. So that's the last word for today. Please follow at running repeat on Instagram tell me something funny, tell me something TMI, or just random thoughts you're running check-in for today on today's post. If you have one minute, please be sure to just subscribe to the podcast. If you have two minutes, please leave a review and five stars, ridiculous praise, whatever you want. You don't have to specify anything about today's topic. I don't want to scare anyone off. I do that enough in real life. If you have three minutes, take a selfie, maybe share it on Instagram, do a screenshot, tag me and let me know what you're doing right exactly this second now. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Have a great run. Bye.